Welcome back to the Age Gap Realness Podcast. I am your host, Natalie Workman, and we have Mr. BB. Brandon Dawson. D. Brandon Dawson. Always good to be on the show. Do you like being on the show? I love being on the show. Do you actually? Yeah, because it, it, it just reinforces and reminds me constantly why I love it. Mm. You don't need other reminders? No, but I mean, when we get to sit and talk like this, I mean, this is such a structured format. Mm. And you know everyone's going to be watching it, so you have to think about how you're going to reply or say things. And and I think it's a good way to learn to communicate. Like, Do you think you try to... No, but inform I, how you think and say things. No, I cut you off and stuff, and I get to go back and watch. I was say, it. I get more irritated and with it, you on this podcast than I do in real life. Yeah, because so it like just brings up different stuff. Yeah, I, I think it's awesome. It's a great way. To, it's great for relationships. I think people should spend less money on marriage counselors, and they should go buy a bunch of podcasting equipment and record themselves. I actually <laughs> just did see a funny like meme about that, where it's like in 2019 or tw- is it 2019? Yeah, in 2019. Instead of paying for therapy, just start your own podcast. I was like, well, it's kind of true. Well, you think about it. When when do people actually dedicate like an hour to sit and stare at each other and talk to each other? I don't know. When was the last time we did this? When was the last time we met like this? (laughs) All right. Today on the podcast, we are going to be answering your questions. I get uh, ever since I started doing this Ask Me Anything on Mondays, on my Instagram stories, I get a wide variety of questions. Some of them very personal and some of them more lighthearted and inspirational. I'm stunned at how many questions you actually get. You get like 50 or 60 questions when you ask that. I really try to answer all of them at least via like story or like story reply or directly. But then because I keep it on my stories, people can continue to ask more questions that I don't get to because I never go back and check it. Uh, the most common question that I get every single week is how did you and Brandon meet? So how did you and I meet? And every single time I write the same little one sentence with the same little monkey emoji that does this. You should just uh, <laughs> reply with podcast one or whatever. Like. Right. So I want to create I want to create content around the question. This is the whole strategy. How, like you're just you're just hopping onto the. Onto the bus here. I, mean, I didn't think of something brilliant just now. No, you didn't think of something <laughs> brilliant exact, just now. I actually just uh, said what you were trying to do. I guess I... Okay. So how did Brandon and I meet? Brandon and I met when I was 12 and my parents invited him over to a Super Bowl party because he had just moved into our neighborhood. And then a lot of people ask the follow-up question, well, did you start dating? I'm like, no, you dumb dumb. We no. did not start dating when I was 12. Yeah, no. but that's how we met. We met when I was twelve. That's, yeah, do you I remember that moment? I do. I do. <laughs> yeah, of course I remember it. That's kind of weird. No, I, well, I remember it because your mom came and asked me to throw somebody out of the house. No, that was years later. It was. That was when I was in the eighth grade. That was a separate oh. Super Bowl party. Uh, sorry, I confused the two. So yes, we met when I was twelve. Maybe I don't remember. Maybe I'm confusing those. I two. think that's a good thing that you don't remember. Yeah, I wouldn't have attention anyway probably just running around the house making noise running around because that's what i did when i was 12 i was just running around making noise same thing i do now (laughs) i think the most important thing for everyone to know is that i logged four years five years at 20 to 30 minutes a day sitting in the car waiting for the school bus with your mother talking about all the things you girls were up to Mm. Mm -hmm. we were 
always up to good. So I'm mm -hmm. sure you had nothing to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, this is another question. It's a question in form of statement. My parents disowned me after informing them I was in an age gap relationship. Any advice? Oh, how mm. honestly, how sad is that? Like, I feel horrible for that person. I know it is really sad. Like, your parents are supposed to have unconditional love, not conditional love. I really understand the parents' perspective and get the not the disowning thing. I think that it's temporary. I think it's very shocking to the system, especially like I don't know their specific case, but. I understand why a parent would be just like almost need space or need distant but still love from afar while they're understanding and coping with Yeah, parents their don't dis don't ever disown your kids. Yeah. Like, I, I, you don't have to support yeah. their decisions. You don't you don't have to you don't have to be full of joy and excitement about their mm -hmm. decisions and you can tell them straight out, I don't support what you're doing, but I will always love you. Well, and my biggest piece of advice is always just like give it time. Time does heal and it will become less and less painful as time goes on and as you consistently make good decisions with the person you're with. The honest truth of the matter is even if your parent, even if you're making this decision to be in an age gap relationship, it might not be the thing for you. Like I, we, I didn't start this because I'm like an advocate for all age gap relationships. I'm an advocate for relationships that work and that are strong and that happen to have an age gap and how do you navigate that age gap in a healthy strong relationship if you're not in a healthy and strong age gap relationship over time your parents will still continue to be less and less comfortable with the relationship because it's not healthy and strong if it is healthy and strong then let let the let the fruits of that just come out as time passes if you love the person you're with and they're good to you right and I, I wouldn't understand parents. I can understand parents being disappointed or upset, but not disowning their child because they're in an age gap relationship. That's that to me, that's pretty extreme. But here's what I would say to that person. If you're happy with the person you're with and you love your life, go pick your family. Like go find people. Go find if your family disowned you, you don't don't you go pick your new family mm -hmm. and you find people who will love you for who you are. Mm -hmm. I and, love that advice. And let That's your parents, great advice. Let your parents be saddened and disappointed when they realize that you don't have the time for them because you're with people that you adore, you love, and that love and adore you. And uh, and and the other thing I'd say is just like you said, uh, don't overreact. Don't be the person that's causing the drama with your parents. Right. Just, just look, send them a text or a letter saying, I love you and hope to see you at some point. I think that might be the best piece of advice you've ever given on this show. Yeah. That was good. I like that. I think it comes from your experience, not only in this relationship, but your experience as a father. Like it's a well-rounded yeah. piece of advice. Uh, somebody else asked, how can I work with you slash for you and your husband, fiance, and where can I apply? Do you ever get an answer for that? I keep telling people well, just email me do. the resume. Yeah, that's fine. Email me the resume. Email Natalie period workman at yahoo.com if you are interested in working with Brandon and myself. We're pretty fun to work with. And we're going to be hiring for a lot of positions because. Will, can you validate is... that we're fun to work with? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's easy to hear that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just ask us. Just ask, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you say about people who have opinions about your age gap? 
What happened to your glasses? They're, They're steaming Why up. Why are they I getting know. all foggy? I, I rubbed my eyes, and when I put it back on, they were steaming up. It's pretty funny. I don't know what's causing them to. Oh, it went away. Oh, there's. That's funny. See, you can see clearly now. I can see clearly now. I don't know the rest of the words. The rain is gone. Oh, the rain is gone. No, finish the finish so, the whole line. So what was the question? No, finish the line. I'll restate the question. I don't remember. Just finish the line. I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Okay, that was that was crappy. Does everybody know that you actually pay me to come on the show just to sing? Now they do. All right, so what was the question? Uh, what do you say about people who have say negative things about your age gap? Same thing we say about people who say anything negative mm-hmm. about or to us. Bye. This R. You say it. You get so nervous and like sheepish when it comes to Well, my to dad, it. my dad watches these things and listens to them. And my dad is a retired pastor and I think he's heard you say the word ass before. And I always ask myself the question, what would my dad think? Mm, that's a good question to ask. I need you to uh, entertain while I find the next oh. question. <laughs> There's a lot of questions to weed through. Yeah, my entertainment monkey. What books do you recommend apart from Grant Cardone's? <laughs> All right. My favorite book ever is called A Place of Yes from Bethany Frankel. She talks about how she comes from a place of yes in everything that she does and how that's led to her success through not only The Real Housewives, but also building her brand. Uh, I love that book. I've read it many a times. Another favorite of mine is Living with a Seal by Jesse Itzler. Jesse is amazing you should follow him if you're not already he is like such a good resource for remembering what you should be doing with your life instead of focusing on the dumb things that are right in front of you but like what's the big picture what are you building into another favorite would be beyond positive thinking i got that one from you bam that was the only book i was going to mention that was the very first book brandon ever you didn't make me read it i was employed that was the very first book that i read as an employee of oddity and it was like the thing that you're supposed to do. You get a big stack of books when you start for first working at Audigy. And they even highlighted and tabbed the books that brand or like the pages that Brandon thought were the most important. And that book changed my life. Dr. Robert Anthony, Beyond Positive Thinking. Mm-hmm. It is an easy read, but it touched me so deeply. And I've given that book away. I've given 10,000 of those books away. And you're right. I used to have somebody go through and highlight every phrase and with a number. And then I would give them my cliff notes that would have the number and why it touched me. And I gave that away to thousands of people. I used to have the um, second and third, fourth and fifth grade. I think it was Sammy's class. Your oldest daughter? My oldest daughter. And I'd have them come in and they would highlight like a thousand books and do that. And I'd just give them away during the year. And sometimes it was like 2,000 and I would pay them for their school stuff. I'm sorry. I got lost in looking at the question. No, I go didn't ahead. hear that I was, last. I, no, no, no. I didn't no, hear that last. No, I was just last. saying I would pay. And then uh, I think Nicola Reynolds' daughter for their like uh, Girl Scouts or something. I used to have different groups come in and do all the books. And, and But Beyond Positive Thinking is just my absolute favorite book. It's a good one. It's a remarkable one. Other favorite books from me would be If You Have to Cry, Go Outside by Kelly Catrone. That was one of like the most pivotal books that I I read in my adolescence. And it's like about this 
if for those of you who watch The Hills or you have no idea, I'm just like, let's pretend Brandon's not here for a second. For those of you who watch The Hills or Laguna Beach or The City or any of those, you know, you know shows that I watched growing up. Kelly Catrone is the boss of a few of the characters on the show and she runs this amazing PR firm. I remember thinking I wanted to work for her at one point. Uh, And anyway, she just has this amazing book about why you shouldn't cry if you're like a woman in business and if you have to cry, go outside. Like she's just very hard ass about her approach and I I really appreciated it. You cry all the time inside. All right. Uh, where do you have houses? They all seem beautiful. You want to answer that one, babe? Camas, Washington. Palm Desert, California at Bighorn Golf Club. Scottsdale, Arizona, and we're building a stunning home there. And Cabo San Lucas at the one and only in the Palmia. And then we've got an apartment now in gorgeous Ventura, Florida. I'm very excited about it. We're going to go there. Well, by the time this podcast is released, we'll be there when it's released. We yeah. will be setting it all up. Has that application gone through, by yeah, the way? It, Are we yeah, actually? Got, yeah. Oh, so we're, we're officially. Well, I, no, I mean, it's going through. It's. It, Anyhow, by the time you guys details. are listening to this, we will be renters of this amazing apartment building or apartment complex. Yeah. Apartment. 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 That is what I meant to say. That's why you're here, really, is to to make sure that I don't sound sound silly. Uh... By the way, I want to add that we're trying to get rid of a couple of those because we want to downsize. Does anybody need a house in any of those places? Because all of our homes are currently for sale. So if you have a great price for any of those homes and want to live in any of those locations, give me a call. I'd be happy to work a good deal with you. Make sure you have a lot of credit line on your credit card. Yeah, that's true. They're not um, cheap houses any tips on how to dress classy oh you always dress so classy it's one thing i really love about you this one thing this one it's thing just one you... of the things oh, okay that that's a better way of saying it what are what are our tips on how to dress classy uh not too short not too low is this for you is this for oh, your this me? <laughs> you're not too short not too low is that what you do when you're picking out your outfits in the morning mental checklist not too short. No, nah, I think dressing, you Not know, like low. a power player, but doing it classy. A power player? Yeah. Brennan, you wear the exact same thing on the show every single week. So in your opinion, a white shirt with a black jacket and a white hanky is what a power player dresses like. Is this what you're communicating for those of I am wearing exactly what you listen? tell me to wear. <laughs> you don't like any of my jackets and stuff. So I just go black he, and white, which is your We look should at your do outfit. a closet tour sometime. No. Oh my goodness. We should take the podcast to our closet. What do you think about this idea? Whatever. Will likes these. I, I, I won't look I at them. I would love to show you head. guys all of the different jackets my bowling that shirts, Brandon my has. Badass jackets. I got so many cool Brandon clothes. Brandon has an but excuse I'm not to allowed keep to wear everything. He has an excuse to keep everything. Oh, but what if I go to country night? Then I need this embroidered shirt. Everyone needs a badass embroidered shirt for country night. We've almost been together for four years, and we've never once been to country night. I'm not. I'm still wondering what country night means. Mason Walker takes me to country night. (laughs) Where's country night? Like, what? What what do you do at country night? I know. I was going to go with Mason once in Portland, and then he got beat up by a bunch of country guys, so we decided not to go back. I don't think I've heard this story. Yeah, you got to. Had to get stitches in his eye. What? 
Oh yeah, you got thumb pretty good. Uh, <laughs> sounds like you guys were up to no good. I wasn't there, and if I had been there, I would have protected my little buddy. Uh, I probably would have got beat up. Too. Yeah, with you in your country night outfit. <laughs> I think we need, if anybody knows of great places in Portland where we could experience country night and Brandon can finally wear the 10 shirts that he has earmarked no, for country for night, with please let me know. Tucson, Arizona. Okay. Why don't we bring them down to Arizona then? Okay. And we're also like, I think an, an action step from this podcast should be that one of the episodes goes on the road and is in the closet so that we could do a little tour. Uh, next question. What is your favorite ma- memory with Brandon in your first year of dating? There's so many good ones. What was your favorite memory? I need to think about mine. Like you said, there's just so many good ones. Um, I think, you know what's crazy is we have done so much stuff in the last three and a half. On this note, I was actually thinking recently that we should be writing down by year everything that we do. I agree because you just forget. Like it, it it's just like all me kind talking of, about blur. the Super Bowl party when you were a kid. Like it all <laughs> literally blends together. Well, I think that's weird. No, just just when you go backwards and start thinking, you start trying to recount all the things you've done. Like mm-hmm. We've done so many different things, but we've been to so many different places multiple times that it makes me forget. Was it the first trip or the last trip? One of my favorite memories with Brandon in the first year that we dated was when we went to Los Angeles together and we had this spectacular dinner. I don't remember where we were. I don't remember what hotel or anything, but we had this spectacular dinner in Los Angeles and there was this gorgeous view. And I just remember thinking, like, it just like really set in for me how much I loved you over dinner and it was just, I remember what I wore that night. It's funny that I can't recall where we were. I remember what you wore. It was just like one of those special magical evenings. Uh, we've had so many special magical, really have. I mean, it's been remarkable how many amazing things. But when you really, really, really enjoy being with somebody. I mean, we were together a lot. That's like our biggest problem is actually that we enjoy being each other, being with each other a lot. We're together almost all the time. I yeah. mean, we and we're traveling or we're doing, you know, the kind of things that generally get irritated with each other, like getting our bags and going to doing different things or re- rental cars and trying to get around and getting checked into hotels. And my temperament with that stuff, because I've been doing it so long, is not the best. No. But we have, we enjoy doing all that stuff together. And, and uh, so the, the single moment, best moment when we first were dating, I, I, I can't put my finger on any one particular moment, but I can think of hundreds of moments that I've enjoyed. That wasn't very helpful for the Q&A, but thank you for at least trying. Uh, Okay, the last question that we have for this week is, how do you humble yourself living with such privilege? I think that's a fascinating question. I've never been under the impression that I am the smartest person in the room or the most successful person in a room or the most pretty person in the room. Like I I always, in every room that we are ever in, I just, there's there's always something, somebody doing something bigger and more exciting and 
staying around people who are doing things that are bigger and more exciting reminds you like how little you've done and makes you want to work hard but like it, it, it you don't ever get too full of yourself i think when you hang around people where you're the most exciting like what you've been doing is the most happening thing that's when you could probably start to get more of an ego instead of staying humble because you're not reminded that there are other things that you could be doing i think for me for me uh you know nothing was ever ever handed to me and i've created my net worth by helping thousands of people achieve their personal professional financial goals and that's what drives me and inspires me and motivates me and you're motivated by the same thing i see it and i don't ever feel like i mean we are very like i feel very fortunate and i spend my life dedicated to helping people that are struggling to find that right but when you sub when you surround yourself with people who are struggling and you're in the trenches fighting with them, I think it really gives you an appreciation for what you have. But it doesn't like the things that we have. You and I say it all the time. Like we could the apartment we're getting in Miami. It's it's not as nice as our other homes and stuff. But we're so happy because we're happy. We're with happiest what we're doing. in the least nice place that we have. Like when we are spending time in. Scottsdale, like that home, just the condo, it's the smallest, yeah. it's yeah. the least finished. We feel and, like it's home. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and because we it's go there the and we work hard and we spend time with people and so I mean that question maybe is geared to you I I I, I don't I Would don't. Do you feel consider like yourself you... a humble person? Do you think you're? Humble? I think so because I'm I'm I know I have like look I get on camera and I start talking about experiences I start crying like I'm I don't know like I'm so grateful mm. um and it can all go away mm. so if you you got to love the people you're with you got to love what you're doing you got to keep yourself in the game you got to look i've been i've been challenged several times and it's easy to look at where i'm at right now and go oh well look at all the things he's got but i would challenge anyone to make some of the hard choices i've had to make in my life to be where i'm at today like if you're not willing to make those hard hard choices and when you do make those hard choices and they can go either way mm. then you're so appreciative but you spend if you spend your life helping other people overcome those hard choices or break through those hard choices, it just constantly reminds you of where you've been and how fortunate you are where you're at, and then you don't take it for granted. I like that. All right. Well, with that, closing thoughts for this week's podcast. Continue to ask questions. We love your questions, and we like to answer your questions on the fly, but also be able to have a reference point on the podcast Mundo, where people can actually get firm answers if you're not checking out Instagram and, and on the stories. I always appreciate getting to do the show with you. I love the questions. I love the fact that people can ask any question they want oh and we're goodness. willing to try to answer it. The span of questions that people ask is pretty... I know. There's some... There's some look, no more weird questions. Like, yeah. I mean, you can ask weird questions. We're kinda, I'm, we I'm might an not I'm an open them. book. Yeah. I, I answer everybody's questions. That's true. I go and read your responses and yeah. they're really good. So, sometimes you get a little uncomfortable with... Yeah. But the people ask weird questions. Yeah. We won't share those ones. Those ones will keep Thank on you for caring way. enough to listen, though, to us. Yes. And we will catch up with you guys next week. <laughs>